Have you been contemplating a fall garden this year? Well, today in this episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of a fall garden and a few details on how you can get one started or what one is. Let's get growing. Hello, and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in Season 7, episode episode three, we're going to be talking about the benefits of a fall garden. Over the past couple weeks on my social media handles, I've been talking about what a fall garden is and how a fall garden can help you. And I even shared one of the top benefits. But today in this episode, we're going to talk about the top seven benefits and how a fall garden essentially can give you more abundance. Yes, that's one benefit, but there's six more to go. So let's start with the first one. Less watering. A fall garden is essentially any garden planted after your spring or summer crops. So essentially, it's just succession planting. But what is really nice about the fall is that there's cooler temperatures and cooler temperatures for a longer time. You're not dealing with the heat of the summer. So by planting a fall garden, that's just succession planting right after summer, you are extending your season into the fall. And that brings with it less watering because the temperatures aren't as harsh. Now, there is a misnomer out there that a fall garden needs to be only cold hardy plants. And that's not true. If you really want to know what you need to grow in the fall garden, no matter what, and what can be grown in fall garden, I'm going to include a link down in the description to another podcast episode and blog post that will take you a little bit further than that. But I do want to just state right now that don't think that a fall garden only has to be cold hardy crops. Essentially, a fall garden is anything you plant after your summer crops. And if you have them come to harvest before your first frost date, it can be anything and it doesn't have to be cold hardy. Now, if you are going past that first frost date, remember your first frost date is the first frost of the winter for that year, then yes, you're gonna need to do some cold hardy plants or even season extension. So I've had a crop of late tomatoes before. Yes, I had them in a greenhouse, but they went all the way into October for me. Back to those benefits. I just wanted to bring that in here. Just a reminder. Yes, you are going to be able to be watering less because you're not dealing with those harsh temperatures. And also, you're going to be dealing with fewer weeds. Everything has a cycle. A weed is a perennial, a native perennial, right? And it's something that grows there no matter what. If you want to learn more about weeds, make sure, and weed control, make sure you show look at the show notes because I'll put another couple links there about controlling weeds. But you're going to have fewer weeds in the fall because of one reason. Usually the natural cycle of weeds is early spring, the soil begins to warm up, the seeds will germinate, and then they will grow and they will go to their harvest time. Yes, weeds have a harvest time too, but that's when they're dropping their seed. They will grow until that time, and then they will be in done for the season. And new seeds usually don't germinate that late in the season because they won't make it through their time of harvest, through their time of producing more weeds. 
So a lot of the perennial weeds are not going to be continuing to germinate into late summer into early fall. So you're going to have less weeds to combat because they're just not the season for them to be maturing and dropping seeds and growing. They're going to be closing up for the year and they're going to be done. That's going to bring us into the next topic, which is less pests. But we're going to get to that in just a moment because right now it's time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks I use here at Red Ridge Farm Homestead. This week's tip is brought to you by the Planning Beyond the Harvest Handbook. This handbook was designed to help you get your harvest onto your family's plates. We grow all this delicious food and sometimes in the garden planning, we forget about the harvest and beyond the harvest. This workbook will walk you through the five steps that I use to get beyond the harvest. You can grab your copy at redridgefarm.org backslash resources. This week's tip goes a little bit into that topic of less weeds. And one big asset that you can use in your garden, on your homestead to fight weeds is mulch. Mulch is going to help you smother any germination seeds. It's going to do a lot to help you lessen your weeds on your property. Now, depending on where you are putting this mulch, you're going to use different kinds of barriers underneath. Personally, in my flower beds or in my garden, where I'm going to have growing beds on each side of it, I use cardboard as my bottom base and then I put mulch on top of it. Now, if this is going to be a path on your homestead or it's going to be a path not that's not necessarily in the growing part of your garden, then you want to put down a plastic um, weed barrier or something that's a little more substantial because your the mulch is going to stay there longer throughout the year. Now, what kind of mulches can you use? I personally love wood chips. You can also use other types of mulch. Now, I've used old hay here on the homestead, especially around my trees for my small orchard, but that disintegrates in about a year and I have to reapply. Using an organic mulch, an organic meaning doesn't have to mean the big, huge organic uh, meaning, just means derived from plants, is going to decompose for you. You can look at that as something that is a downfall, or you can look at that as something that's feeding the soil. And by investing in mulch, you're investing in soil fertilization or soil health. So mulch can help you in many ways. Now, I can be upset that the hay disappeared around my trees and I have to re-mulch, or I could be thinking that I am creating really good soil there for my trees to grow in. Remember, soil is not just a medium that holds plants up. It is the the substance that plants derive all their nutrients from and grow in. There's so much to learning about soil. And if you want help with soil and improving your soil health, be sure to check out my Building Soil Health Guide. But back to mulch. Mulch is going to be a great way for you to prevent those weeds. And if you want to learn more about weeds, I'm going to include some more links because weeds are everyone's problem in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Back to the benefits of a fall garden. So we've talked about less watering. We've talked about fewer weeds just because we're in the later part of the year. The next is which is connected to less fewer weeds is less pests. They have a natural cycle as well, just like our perennial weeds do. Flies, they show up at a certain time of year. Flea beetles, same thing, certain time of year. 
And as they grow and mature and go dormant for the year, that means in the fall and late summer, they're, that's what they're doing. They're going dormant. They're going into their hibernation so that they can get through the winter. So in the garden, we're going to have less of them because they're not concentrated on eating. They're concentrated on going to sleep for the winter. So we're going to have less pests. Also, fall is just not the cycle time for pests to multiply. They're not when natural breeding cycles happen for pests. The next benefit is going to be a sweeter harvest. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I happened to do this a few years ago. I had a late crop of carrots. They were summer carrots. They weren't fall carrots. But we happened to have a late summer storm. Our last frost date here in Wyoming, or where I grow, is September 15th. But this storm came in like August 25th. Those temperatures dropped very quickly. There was actually snow on the ground, but then it melted very quickly in a few days. But what happened to those carrots that were in the ground is they became sweeter because what naturally happens when plants get a little too cold is their sugars start to become more compact. They start to increase inside the plants. So that brought a sweeter harvest. Those carrots were very sweet. And you can do the same thing with a fall garden by pushing those carrots or anything that you're growing into those cooler months. And I think it has a lot to do with not having to fight the heat. They are sweeter because they're able to pack more nutrients inside of their stems and their leaves for you, which converts to sweetness, converts to sugar. And anything that is over its harvest is usually bitter and that's because a lot of the sugars have left the plant and the plant is beginning to bolt and move on to its next stage instead of producing a harvest. Planting in the fall is going to create that sweeter harvest for you as well. So now it is time with the Growing with God segment of this episode where you and I dive into the Bible and learn more about our Lord and Savior. Today we are reading Philippians 4.13. Now, if you'd like to read along, I am reading out of the NIV translation. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Sometimes on our growing journey, we wonder how we're going to get everything done. We wonder how God is even asking us to do what he asks us to do on this growing journey. How am I supposed to bring my garden to harvest? How am I supposed to make sure that I'm raising my meat chickens properly? How am I supposed to continue to raise my dairy goats and milk morning and night and still get the house cleaned? How am I supposed to do all of these things on my growing journey? And then the Lord asked me to do something like this, have a podcast or um, grow something more. We're getting into beef here on the homestead. So how do I keep doing it? How do I keep moving forward on my growing journey? Well, the first thing is I have to remember that if God asked me to do it, he didn't ask me to do it alone. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Of course, this is Paul talking about his journey of spreading the gospel. That's something else too. If the Lord is asking you to spread the gospel, asking you to start a podcast like he asked me or many other things, even talk to your neighbor about the Lord. If he's asking you to do that, he's not asking you to do that alone. He's asking you to do that with him. He's ready to give you the strength you need to accomplish what he asked you to do. 
When he asked me years ago to start teaching a Bible study at my local church, I was petrified. The whole time from me driving from my home to the church, I was praying, why are you, why are you asking me to do this? Why are you asking me? This is not me. This is out of my comfort zone. I don't know how to do this. And I was nervous and I was worried. I didn't know what to do. Each time I asked the Lord, give me the strength. Give me the strength to do what you asked me to do. And he would. I would get through that Bible study. I didn't even know how. And then I was driving home and thanking the Lord on my way home, just amazed at how the Bible study went. As I continued through that, my voice began to mature. I began to be able to still lean on the Lord, but not have so much fear and so much trepidation when I was teaching. And eventually he asked me to do this. He asked me to bring this podcast to you and include this segment, the Growing With God segment. I was scared. I was fearful. I was worried. I'm not a person who is a speaker. I'm not a person who gets up in front of a bunch of people and speak. Realize, you know, I personally am just speaking into my microphone. And yes, you are hearing, but it still takes courage to do this. And I couldn't do it without the Lord. And he gave me the tools I needed. He taught me to go through this Bible study and create and gain that confidence that I need to speak to you. And it was all through him. He's done the same thing on my growing journey. That's what a growing journey is going to do. You're going to move forward step by step, but you have to always remember that you are not alone on that growing journey. The Lord is there to give you his strength and his strength is beyond measure. So whenever you are needing a little assistance or needing a little extra strength on your growing journey or sometime this week, make sure to lean on him. Ask him why he's asking you to do what you're doing. Ask him to give you the strength to continue. And of course, if it's learning something new about growing, be sure to check into and look through the podcast. I'm sure there's some kind of topic that will help you out. So remember this week, Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Back to the benefits of a fog garden. You're going to save money. Well, you already kind of save money when you are growing a garden, right? You're growing your own food. Therefore, you're not having to go out and purchase food. But growing a garden does take money. But one of the big assets in a fog garden is that you get to go to the growing centers when most of their vegetables are on sale at 50% or even higher percentage off because they're trying to clean everything out before the season's over. So you're going to be able to get new seedlings or even seeds at a very discounted price. If you look at even online, I'm already getting emails from a few of the growers that I bought from Starks Brothers and Johnny Seeds. They're sending me coupons because they are ready to get some of their stock off their hands before winter comes. So by putting in a fall garden, I can utilize those coupons, I can utilize those sales and save money, even more money than I would normally growing a fall garden. That leads us into one of my favorite benefits. Now it's not the number one benefit yet, but it's one of my favorite benefits, especially here in Wyoming. So I have another story for you. Here in Wyoming, we deal with very cold springs. And our last frost date is May 25th. 
even though March and April are spring months, our March and April are, are very cold and they're also very wet. So I only have a small window to plant something before May 25th because once May 25th hits and we get into June, the temperatures skyrocket. We get into 80s, 90s degrees in June. So that means I only have a short window between like mid-April to mid-June-ish to have a spring garden. Now... To me, a fall garden is just a longer spring. Yes, I can also plant spring crops for a longer amount of time. So broccoli, for instance, broccoli is usually a cold hardy spring crop. People usually put that in in early spring. But for me, early spring is still too cold. I can't put it out till probably mid-April. But by the time that broccoli comes to harvest, we're into July. And July here in Wyoming is very hot temperatures. And so that broccoli probably doesn't taste as sweet, remember what our previous benefit, as some uh, broccoli that I can grow in the fall. So in the fall, I germinate my broccoli in July. It's small in that heat. And then by the fall, and broccoli can go way past my first frost date, into the end of September, into October, I'm going to be harvesting that broccoli when it's nice and sweet and tender, when it's cool at the end of its growing instead of the beginning of its growing. That's just our climate here in Wyoming. Now down south, my sister, you know, she lives in zone five. I live in zone four. She can have a little bit even longer fall garden. So she even gets a a good spring garden and a good fall garden. So you can have lots of chances to grow those cold hardy crops. So if you're in a zone that gives you a really short spring, but a longer fall, that fall is going to help you bring in a better cold hardy crops. So I really focus on most of my cold hardy crops to be planted in the fall and into the succession after my very short season spring crops and then my summer crops. So only things that I really plant in the spring are very short season. So anything less than 30 to 45 days or they just get too hot. So I'm talking about very short season peas, lettuces, and spinach is all that I really can grow in the spring. But if I plant a fall garden, I can get some of those long seasons like cabbage and broccoli that are going to be sweeter because they're going into those cooler temperatures when they are harvested. So that's my favorite benefit of a fall garden is that it gives me a longer spring garden or a longer chance to grow a cold hardy crop. The last benefit is it brings you more abundance. And how does it do that? It's because you have grown a spring garden, a summer garden, and then a fall garden. So back to that definition of what a fall garden is. A fall garden is just any plants that you plant after your spring garden plants come to harvest or your fall, your summer garden plants come to harvest. So let me give you an example. In the spring, I plant some lettuce. Um, I plant it about mid-April. It comes to harvest and is done, is actually ready to bolt first week of about the mid-June. I can go ahead and put in some zucchini after that. That is the summer crop. Now, I don't keep my zucchini to go 
all the way into the fall. I just keep my zucchini for long enough that I get everything I need for my freezer. You guys know how prolific zucchini can be. I mean, one of the the biggest comical things of a gardener is we're giving zucchini to everybody, right? Because there's just so much. So I only grow zucchini until my larder is full of the zucchini that I want to harvest. And then I pull that plant. Now, any plants that I put in after that zucchini, it can be potatoes, it can be tomatoes, whatever it is, depending on how much time I have until the first frost date, if I only have 15, 20 days till the first frost date, then I have to do something that is very short season. But if I if I choose to do a cold hardy plant, then I can go all the way into September, October, or if I'm planting in some kind of season extension, I can do the same thing. So by having a fall garden, you're creating creating more abundance. And again, if you want to know what you should grow in a fall garden, be sure to check out the podcast episode that I have down in the description for you, what to grow in the garden this fall, no matter what. And you will be surprised that yes, there are some cold hardy plants. There's also some warm plants, but there's also cover crops. Cover crops are a great addition to a fall garden because you can be creating more abundance, maybe not more abundance in the kitchen, but you're going to be creating soil health. And remember, we are stewards of the soil first before we are gardeners. And so when we have that cover crop in through the fall and it winter kills, we are creating a more diverse soil and we're creating soil health, which will in turn bring us a larger abundance that next year and years and years from now, because soil health is our foundation. That's, I mean, that's the name of my masterclass about soil health. Soil is our foundation masterclass. So if you want to check that out or learn anything more about building soil health, go to the show notes. So what are the show notes? Well, the show notes are where I can give you more. In the description below, below this podcast, I only have a limited amount of words. I give you a few quick links. I give you a passage from the Bible um, segment of this episode and the timestamps, but I don't have much more words than that. So I create more. I create a blog post or just a place where I can give you more links and more information where you can dive deeper into this topic about a fall garden or any topic that you might listen to here on the podcast. So let's recap those seven benefits of a fall garden. Less water. It's cooler tempers, right? We don't have to water as much. Fewer weeds. The cycle of those weeds have come to their end and they're not going to be producing more through the fall. Less pests, same thing, that short cycle. Sweeter harvest, saving money. Fall is a longer spring and last more abundance because you're able to grow more. Or if you're putting in a cover crop, you're able to build your soil health. So I want to thank you for joining me here at the Pray Just Plant podcast. And if this is your first time, I want to welcome you to the Red Ridge Farm Fellowship of fellow growers. And if you have any questions or want to learn more, be sure to check out the show notes on my website and check out our free resources. If you want to learn more about growing and moving forward on your growing journey, go to my website and I'll just give you the handle really quick, www.redridgefarm.org, or you can go to the link below in the description. So again, thank you for joining me and always remember, don't let the world hold you back, pray, just plant.